This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Ah, good morning, Canada. Saturday, April the 7th can only mean one thing. It's a Masters Saturday. It's moving day at the National. We've got some rough weather blowing in for this third round of the year's first major, and I love it because I think it's going to mean volatility and a tighter leaderboard heading into Sunday. Yours truly, Mark Skino, back from Augusta, was at uh, the National and uh, there for the early part of this year's Masters. Now back in studio with... Mr. Adam Scully. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, sir. Uh, I, I understand you took the uh, Golf Talk Canada private jet uh, to and from Augusta National uh, on the same day. Yes, flew in right behind yep. Tiger on yep. his jet. Yep. Get out of the way, Tiger. Right. Yep. We got GTC S- business to handle. Yeah, <laughs> and and we we shot our show uh, on the uh, on the Augusta National yes. uh, Par Three uh, course. It looked. I, I thought it looked great. Yeah, I, I, I was telling. Uh, I was just telling you briefly yeah. off the air and saying to some other people. I was getting some tweets and some texts. Mm-hmm. Are you guys using a green screen? I'm like, no, why? Like, are you sure that's not fake behind you? No, that's the par three course. It looks that good. It's real. But there's no ripples in the water. Yeah, if there's a ripple in the water, someone dies, basically. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. It it, yeah. yeah, it was. And what a moment. I know, you know, we're going to get into all this mm-hmm. today, but uh, Jack and his grandson, pretty oh, cool. Like, we was, haven't had a chance to talk about that. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, that was so cool. You know, I've. Uh, Seen about 10 or 11 of those uh, par three competitions. Yeah. And I remember when Jason Day had his first son. What's his, what's his son's name? There's uh, Dash. Dash. Yeah. So when Dash was first born, he was like barely walking. Yeah. He had Dash out there. It was awesome. I remember Kelly Tillman uh, caddying in the full Augusta caddy garb, yeah. like full top to bottom with Palmer on her back. And she looped for Arnold Palmer. That's the, pretty cool. Yeah, the year Palmer played with Tiger and Marco Mira. Wow. And that was cool. That wow. was uh, the year Weirzy won. Oh, three. Yeah. And that was your first year. That was my Masters. first year. Yeah. So that memory kind of sticks in my head because it was my first Masters. Wow. 15 years ago. Yeah. My crazy. first two Masters, Weirzy Mickelson. Lefties. Canadian lefty, greatest lefty of all time, wow. back to back. There you go. I, I, like I said last week when we were talking, I got to take a little credit for this. Absolutely. You know, so now Weeks, he stayed down in Augusta. Obviously, uh, Weeks, uh, part of the early coverage on TSN, yep. which will continue this uh, weekend. So yep. 11 a.m. today and tomorrow. Uh, but Bob's going to join us uh, coming up here momentarily in uh, in our next segment and going to hang with Scully and I for a bit. We'll get some of his thoughts. But today... All masters, all the time. It's the only thing that matters. Mm -hmm. I don't care about anything else in the world of golf. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not apologetic. It's all masters. Let's start with some masters news and headlines. News and headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and seven U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. All right, the leaderboard looks like such. Patrick Reed is your leader. Nine under par after a brilliant round of 66 yesterday. That's good for a two-shot lead over Mark Leishman, a four-shot lead over Henrik Stenson, and a five-shot lead over Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth at four under par. The names do not stop there. 
Dustin Johnson, world number one, back in the mix at three under par. The man on his heels about to take over world number one. If he were to win this championship, Justin Thomas also at three under par. Tony Finau, the bionic ankle, in there at two under par, along with Ricky Fowler. All I do is contend in majors Louis Oosthuizen. My pick to win this championship... Justin Rose right back in the mix at two under alongside Bubba Watson and the Hoff at two under par. Kucher, Smith, and Rom and Wiesberger at one under. Scully, just some opening thoughts uh, of what you've seen so far at the top of this leaderboard. Yeah, it, it's sort of what we were hoping for and, and we're expecting almost because this was one of the most uh, much anticipated Masters. Uh, in my memory, I, I can say, and and to see, you know, your McElroy, your Spieth, your DJ, JT, uh, Ricky Fowler up there, Bubba up there, Justin Rose. There's so many top-tiered players up there, and it's nice to see these guys who haven't won majors yet, like a Patrick Reed or a Mark Leishman, really starting to shine. And I was a little worried for Leishman on Thursday. He double-bogeyed 15, and I thought that would halt all of his momentum. And then he goes out on Friday and starts birdie, 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 and then hits a slinging 40-yard hook on 15 to, what, 5 feet? It was it, it was it was incredible yeah. uh, mental fortitude yeah. to be able to kind of just erase that, yeah. uh, unlike what we saw from Surge, <laughs> which we'll get into later oh, in yeah. the show. Uh, I, I like... The fact that, okay, so last year we did our Masters draft. We all beat on you for Patrick Reed. Remember oh, yes, friend? yes. I remember that okay. well. Yeah. And I think that was a lot to do with his current form at the time, Lost in the mm-hmm. Wilderness. And mm-hmm. this year when we did our Masters picks, we brought that up. But we all said, I don't know if you recall me saying to you, I said, actually, this is the year. If you were to take Patrick Reed, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Remember? And because he has shown form. And because he loves his right-to-left ball flight. Oh, yeah. And we know how well that does around Augusta. But i got to tell you what I absolutely love. And I'm not a big Patrick Reed fan. i got to tell you. But I, I love the fact, though, that golf needs villains. Golf mm-hmm. needs villains. It, when Ian Poulter was relevant, I'm sorry, last year's last week's win, I couldn't care less about whatever. <laughs> okay? Ian, when Ian Poulter was relevant for that, you know, sh- very short window in time, mm-hmm. uh, it was great because people couldn't stand him. They need yep. villains. Sergio was a villain forever, and then he became the lovable veteran on the comeback. But Sergio, for the majority of his career, was a villain. Mm. Golf is lacking v- relevant yeah. villains right now. Mm. We need a guy that can go out, win. You hate to see his name on a leaderboard. You want to punch him when you see his face, right? You need that. All sports need that. Yeah, absolutely. Reads that guy. Yeah. And I love, because he, he hates moving the ball left to right, I love the homemade Chicken wing follow through. Oh Isn't that fantastic? It's fantastic because <laughs> you know what? Like every all these guys come out now. Most of them look the same. Yeah. Their, their golf swings are built in a laboratory, mm-hmm. right? They all swing the golf club the same. Mm-hmm. Patrick Reed, you know, when he needs that left to righter, like on eighteen, that, that awesome. chicken wing helicopter, Arnold Palmer. It's already yeah. follow through that left arm, that left elbow pointing to the sky. I absolutely love it. It's what golf used to be. You own it. It what? It's yeah. what it's supposed to look like i think it's fantastic it's it's awesome to see and for a guy who you know literally only hits draws or the right to left shot uh it's it's pretty cool to see what that pro tracer as well and it's just this low slinging cut that runs forever but what patrick reed was saying after his round uh both on thursday and friday was that he's just a little more patient this time around he's he's okay with chipping it to eight feet if that's the best place you could chip it to instead of trying to pull off the hero shot so it looks like his mindset he's starting to mature maybe a little more you're not going to see him shushing and 
any crowds at Augusta National? I sure hope not. Well, we're not Sunday yet, yeah, buddy. That's, that's true. That's true. I mean, <laughs> with all this past at Augusta, who knows? But, uh, you know, he's a guy, uh, you know, he's an aggressive player for the most part. If he puts the pedal to the metal, he'll be tough to beat. He's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, today's the hurdle day, I think. Absolutely. You know, usually Sunday's the hurdle day. Yeah. But, and don't get me wrong, it will be a pressure cooker come Sunday. But with the bad weather coming in today, we're looking at 90% chance of rain all day. The good news is the electricity seems to be yeah. out of the air. So that's good. But they're going to have to play in like a misty, cooler rain with uh, 17 mile per hour winds most of the day. This is not going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, I think is the mental challenge for most of these guys and we'll see who can hold on. Now I'll say Mark Leishman, I had a lot of people say Mark who? Mark Leishman, uh, I think you'll have a lot of people say probably one of the most underrated players on the PGA Tour. Would you not agree Adam? Yeah. Three time winner on the PGA Tour and I'll tell you, I've had some personal experience with Mark Leishman. I had the opportunity of calling his win last year at the Arnold Palmer Invitational He's one of the good guys. He is truly one of the good guys out there. He has time for everyone. He is a super great guy. Almost lost his wife a couple of years ago and and took time away from the tour to be with his wife. She had a 5% chance of recovery. She's fully recovered. Incredible story. So, you know, you may not know who he is, but if you're looking for somebody to cheer for, I'm telling you, Mark Leishman is a good guy, and he's a good guy to cheer for. Plus, he's been in this position before. In 2013, he played in the second-to-last group with Adam Scott on when he won his first uh, and only green jacket. He was also in the playoff in, at the 2015 Open when he sort of backdoored his way into that playoff against uh, Zach Johnson and Louis Ustazen. So this guy's been there before. We'll see how much the nerves can affect him. But he he also, he can he can shape it both ways. As we definitely saw, as I mentioned before, that shot on 15 was unbelievable. I, I, I'm surprised, Adam, that for as many times as he's been there knocking at the door, mm-hmm. he's a three-time winner. Yeah. He had the story, the personal story. How many golf fans have no connection, have no, like, uh, who is this guy? Yeah. I, 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 that, I don't know where that comes from. I think if Mark Leishman wasn't Australian, if Mark Leishman, Leishman was American. Oh, yeah, he'd be a household name. He'd be a household name. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, um, before we go to break and uh, bring in Mr. Weeks uh, with us from the National, um, biggest surprise for you so far? My biggest surprise personally is Paul Casey. Uh, he's a guy who came in with four straight top six, sorry, three straight top six finishes, sort of struggled uh, five over par through two rounds. Uh, just doesn't have his A game clicking. Uh, he couldn't really make any putts both in round one and two, sort of hitting it all over the place, too. He was a guy I was really looking for, and I- I'm sure you're surprised with this as well, Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Well, I got, that was quite a round yesterday. I-, I got asked the same question on TSN Winnipeg yesterday, yeah. and I said, it's, you know, my. My two obvious ones were Tiger and Phil. Yeah, okay. I thought they've looked horrible mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Yep. They've looked absolutely horrible. But I said, let's throw out the obvious ones. For me, Paul Casey. I said the same thing. Good I minds said, think alike. I said, how do you, how do you, after a guy who took that monkey off his back yeah. nine years without a victory on the PGA Tour, knock, talk about knocking at the mm-hmm. door on mm-hmm. big events. Mm-hmm. He, he's done everything in the playoffs and in majors but win in yeah. nine years. And coming in with form, with a victory under his belt, a little exhale, a little pressure gone, and he completely fills up his diaper. <laughs> Can you say that on a Masters pregame? Is, no. are we, uh, we're not. We're still golf talking. If we're officially Masters pregame, well, we course. can't say 
No. Fill up your diaper. No, that that, that wouldn't fly. It wouldn't fly. So. No, no. But, but a, a surprise <laughs> to see him struggle the way he has thus far. Made the cut on the number, so who knows what the weekend will hold. You never know. So I'm surprised the number's so high for the cut. Oh, yeah. Shocked on that one. Uh, but uh, I think we're going to have a crazy day. And I don't think you can count out anybody right now in the red. I truly believe that. My You know, my gut saying two under and up still is has a super chance to win this golf tournament. But I'm willing to go to one. One, because of names like Kuchar and Rom, and you just never know. But for me, you know, the winner could still easily be sitting at 200 and 300 right now. So. Ab- absolutely. And, and there's so many guys. You know, John Rom had a great round under the radar yesterday, you know, after a pretty, you know, brutal first round. And, J- and JT as well. Guys, if, they're, if their putters get hot, look, look out. out. Look out. Look you out. never know because unlike... You know, yes, it's going to be nasty. Yes, it's you know not going to be the best day. That doesn't mean there's not a 64 on the golf course. Because it's softer, too. It's softer. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. On the other side, we'll head back down to the National, and we'll pick up Mr. Bob Weeks from Golf Talk Canada, TSN. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and TwistFace Technology. Experience straight distance from TwistFace, only in the new 2018 M3 and M4 drivers. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC Moving Day at the National Reed on top of the leaderboard, two-shot lead over Leishman. And a host of other great names, Stenson, McElroy, Spieth, Johnson, Thomas, they're all in the mix. It's going to be an exciting 36 holes. Zakino back in studio from Augusta alongside Adam Scully and welcoming in from Augusta National, Bob Weeks. Bob, how are we doing this morning, my friend? Well, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're judge- looking at the sky and hoping these Ooh. clouds are going to blow over, but it's... Uh... It looks like we're going to get some rain here today, so that should add uh, another element to this great story so far. Well, uh, that was going to be my just my first question for you before I just get your opening thoughts on what's transpired over the f- first 36 holes. My forecast is a steady high chance of rain pretty much all day. Not torrential, but no electricity in the air. It looks to me like the uh, my current forecast says the electricity in the area is gone, which means to me they're going to play all day. Is that accurate? Uh, from what I can see, it looks like there's a pretty good chance it's going to sort of drizzle most of the day. There is, by the last forecast I just looked at before I came on here, a chance of uh, electricity, but later in the day, even possibly after they're done. All right, Bob. So, yeah, it looks looks like we won't lose anything. Okay, so obviously, uh, Reed at the top. I love that manufactured little uh, Arnold Palmer hold-on cut. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> I think I love that. Leishman, one of the good guys out there. As you know, one of the super nice guys. What a great story for a lot of people that don't know a lot about uh, Mark Leishman. Just hard guy not to cheer for. And then a huge group of names behind him. Just some thoughts on what we've seen over the first 36 holes. Well, it's funny how, how you know, after the, the momentum of the rounds just changed so much. After the first round, we thought, okay, this is Jordan. He's going to go out and take this. And then, you know, nobody expected him to come out and stumble out of the gate like he did on Friday. And then you come right back, you got uh, um, Patrick Reed putting on a show. And I, I find that last group really interesting. Two guys who are big-time players, have won big events, but have yet to really perform in major championships. You know, Leishman 
got into the playoff at the Open Championship a couple of years ago. He's done well in that tournament. And uh, Patrick Reed had a tie for second last year at the PGA. But but these are two guys that you sort of put in that in that category of best players ever to win a major, even if it's just getting in there in the last year or two. So, um, but I think I still think there's so much golf left to be played here. We know what can happen on every shot. And you look at that. I, I like that Dustin Johnson Jordan Spieth group. That's that's something that I'm going to be keen on today. I think. Yeah, Bob. And, and another thing we we talked about going into our Masters preview show or an essay that you did was on the on the quest for the career Grand Slam. And, and Rory McIlroy uh, is uh, just five shots back uh, going into this uh, going into the uh, third round. What have you seen from him so far? It looks like he's hit the ball really well. He's also putted decently well. He's missed uh, a couple of uh, you know putts inside ten fifteen feet, but it looks like he's his game's in the right direction. Yeah, and I and I think the big thing that I've seen from him is is the patience. Um, you know, he talked about the fact that when he first started coming to the majors, he thought you have to birdie every hole and you have to go out there and just kind of go as low as you can. And he's realizing now that it's it's four rounds. Everyone's going to make bogeys. Everyone's going to have hiccups. Uh, everyone's going to have high points and low points. And on this golf course, so far this weekend, generally speaking, you know, if you can get through the first seven or eight holes unscathed, then you can you can kind of attack on the back nine. And and I think that's what he's finally learning. I, I think he's kind of likes his position, even though he is got some ground to make up uh, but right now he's playing pretty steady golf and, and that's not a bad way to play and what was it 2011 where he gagged it and yeah. hit it into yeah. the cabins there mm-hmm. since 2011 too this is the first time that rory has not been playing catch-up on the weekend like he yes he's behind the leaders as bob outlined mm-hmm. but he's had two positive yardage rounds on the board and his position for the weekend mm-hmm. normally he fights to make the cut on friday and then has this miraculous weekend where he somehow backdoors a top 10 and we all say to ourselves about rory wow if he could have just had a decent round on thursday and friday if that trend continues rory's going to win this championship mm-hmm. if, if he plays the weekends the way he has the last couple of years bob yeah, if you if you look at the record book, you'll see that he has four top tens in the last four four uh, Masters. But again, as you pointed out, Mark, they're kind of backdoor top tens. There were never there was that one one or two where he had sort of you know a, an opportunity to get in there. But I think this right now is the most mature I've seen his game look uh, at a major championship. He just seems comfortable, um, even though the conditions yesterday were really difficult with swirling winds. You know, he he came in and said he thought he left something out there, which just about every other player came in and said, "Oh my God, thank gosh I'm off that golf course." So you know, there's a positive attitude there as as well. And I think today will be the be the, the most interesting day, obviously, so far, just by just by sheer jockeying of position here. It's going to be really interesting to see who who uh, ends up uh, in a position to to win it tomorrow. Uh, Bob, Adam and I, we threw out Tiger and Phil because we're, we're obviously both very surprised about the performance of the two biggest names in the game of Woods and Mickelson. Uh, that aside, we also agreed that our biggest surprise so far was the performance of Paul Casey, that him and I both anticipated Paul Casey finally with that monkey off of his back getting the win this year, that he would have had a great Masters, traditionally plays so well here. What's your biggest surprise so far of what you've seen, good and bad, over the first 36 holes? I mean, Casey is certainly one of those stories for sure. Um, I I thought, you know, Dustin Johnson is not that far off, but I thought he would have been out in front a little bit more. I thought he would have been a little hungrier. Um, and, and I guess maybe on the good side, the surprise is how many quality players are within the top of the leaderboard. Uh, eight of the top 13, I think, have won major championships, if my math was correct this morning when I got up. Um, so I think there's, there's still so much out there. And, and you know, there's, there's all sorts of 
crazy stories out here. Of course, obviously Tony Fino may be the biggest surprise <laughs> playing after popping his ankle back in. But but you're right. Casey, to me, is the one guy. I picked him in my pool, and I thought he would be a, a lot sharper, even considering his past record, not let alone the win he won, but his past record here is really good. So, again, a bit of a surprise that uh, that he just made the cut on the number. And, Bob, uh, someone who's also been playing some great golf is uh, Adam Hadwin, uh, despite that double bogey on 18 yesterday. He's been pretty solid through two rounds. What have you seen from his game? Well, yeah, he looked really comfortable in that first round, and, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how the ball was just leaving the club exactly where he wanted it to. He was seeing the shot that he wanted to uh, when it came off the club. You know, going all those players would like to try and hit it through a window, as they say, and he was seeing that perfectly. He said, especially with his driver, he's really loving the new driver that he's got. And then uh, yesterday, it kind of wasn't there for him. And it's uh, unusual for him. After his round, he, he didn't talk to the media. He apologized first. He said, listen, I want to go over to the, to the driving range because the drive I hit on 18 is just something that I was not expecting. Hmm. And he said, he gave, luckily, he gave me a call later on to, to chat about it. And he said that he thinks it's a, uh, you know, it was a ball position error, a small hmm. ball position, because he said he thought he hit the drive on 18 perfect. And it ended up, of course, as we know, in the trees and led to that, uh, that, that double bogey finish. But... I think his, if he's got that correct uh, figured out, I think he could make a little bit of a move right now. And Listen, he's, he's moved up in a class this year. Um, he's playing with the big boys now, and this is, this is a big step up. And a top 15, top 10 finish for him this week would, I know he wants to win, but that would be a huge step for him. Yeah, I agree with Bob, and I think, you know, when you look back, and we've talked a lot about Adam Hadwin this week when we, you know, in all of our coverage, obviously, on TSN and all the radio hits and, and other Bell interviews we've done, obviously, the Canadian content mm-hmm. always comes up, and I say, you play four rounds as a rookie at Augusta National, you play all four majors and an international competition on the President's Cup last year. That experience, those building blocks, you put them in your toolbox, you bring them to Augusta the next year when you get there. I don't know, Bob. I think that's what we're seeing from that from Adam right now. Yeah, he said, you know, he he played a practice round here with Mike Weir, and he watched Mike Weir make a putt, and then afterwards Mike said, boy, I didn't think that putt was going to break. <laughs> and he said to Mike, he said, boy, you've been playing here since since like 2000, and you still haven't figured it out? What does that say for me? I've got five rounds. So <laughs> it, I think it's tough in the moment to try and figure out, you know, and, and, and to say to yourself, okay, I've, I've got this, uh, you know, I'm disappointed in this in this round or this shot. But I think at the end of the end of it all, he's he's performed pretty well through uh, through a Masters and a half. Well, uh, Bob's going to stay with us uh, for another segment. We'll get his thoughts on what could unveil over the next 36. Now we've looked back on the first 36, and of course, don't forget TSN today and tomorrow has that early round coverage starting at 11 a.m. And Bob will be a part of that, obviously, as well. And thank God for that coverage. I'm losing my mind. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get to that winners weird and what later. But I'm so angry, and I don't know why, because I should be used to this used to this by now, but if it wasn't for TSN's 11 a.m. coverage, uh, like, I would be eating the barrel of a gun at the moment. Like, I'm so angry. Or I'd be going back to the National with full, fully loaded weaponry. So, we'll get into that later in Winter's Weird or What, but more Bob Weeks coming up next. We'll talk about what we could see over the next 36 holes at the year's first major. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by TaylorMade and TwistFace Technology. Experience straight distance from TwistFace, only in the new 2018 M3 and M4 drivers. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by 
Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zacchino back from Augusta in studio alongside Adam Scully and Mr. Bob Weeks on the phone with us from the National getting set for early round third coverage on TSN of this year's first major, the Masters. Bob, we've taken a look back at the last 36 and some surprises, some thoughts on what we've seen so far, but really the tournament's going to start in a couple of hours now. How far down this leaderboard do you really look? Because, you know, Scully and I are still reasonably feeling that I can go uh, comfortably to two under par and still think that the champion is somewhere at two under par or better because of the names Rom or Kuchar, you might be able to convince me to one under, but I'm really looking at that two number with Rose and Watson, etc. How far down the board are you looking right now at someone who could maybe break loose today? Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. Mm-hmm. I think that two, uh, two or three number is, is probably pretty good. You know, you've got guys down there who who have done this before who've won major championships who've been in the hunt here at the at augusta national and as we all know that experience around here is just just worth its weight in gold so um i think it's going to depend also on what the leaders do obviously if patrick reed goes out and plays like he did yesterday makes six birdies on the front nine um he's going to be tough to catch uh, but david hearn brought up a good point in our broadcast yesterday he said you know with this weather coming in if it does get a little heavier and does get a little beat um, the greens get a little soaked up a bit maybe. You know, it's, I think it's easier to play catch-up than it would be normally if it was hard and fast. So that might set the table for uh, for a, a big uh, uh, five-wide finish or something at the end coming down the stretch. Um, but I think, I think that number is pretty safe at two and three just because of the quality of players who are down there. Now, someone who definitely has to play catch-up uh, is Phil Mickelson, who uh, was 79 yesterday. Some some really bizarre shots. For me, Bob, especially on the ninth hole, where he was, he was trying to thread the needle through a, a couple of trees and made a, made a really weird triple bogey. What have you seen from Phil's game? Because going into this, obviously, you know the talk was he's, he's in such great form, and, and yesterday he just looked plain sloppy. Phil is just sort of, you know, Phil's a thrill seeker, it seems like, with <laughs> golf game. He's a guy who's going to attempt those crazy shots, and we've seen him pull them off. Everyone knows that shot that he hit between the two mm-hmm. uh, trees on onto the 13th hole a couple of years back. Yep. And I think that, that he tries to throw, and maybe the first round set the tone where he was trying to play catch-up a little bit, and you got to take those those chances and those risks. But um, it just seemed uncharacteristic to me, and he looked a little bit tired mm-hmm. uh, through the through the back nine especially. There were some shots there that we were sort of scratching our head. And, and you know, in the 11th hole, I realized it was a very slick downhill uh, trip to where he was, but he tried to play that, that wide-open 64-degree wedge and flop it up and land it on, and it and didn't work for him. I don't know. There's just some questionable choices that I think most guys would not have played, but they don't seem all that surprising for Phil. If he pulls them off, we go, wow, isn't that, isn't that amazing? Um, but it just seems this week, for whatever reason, they're, they're not coming through. He's, he's hitting the trees instead of getting them through, and he's leaving it short instead of landing it softly on the green and having it roll down to the cup. It's vintage Phil. He either looks mm-hmm. like a genius or a moron, yeah. right? It's one of that. There's no in-between. I'm either, exactly. I am either Mozart or I'm, I have a stick and I'm hitting a can over my head. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. in between, right? So all right, you know, just to get back to how this course is going to play today, because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm curious on both of your thoughts on this okay. one. We'll, I'll go to Bob first on this. So, you know, Hernsey said it, it might be a little challenging to play catch-up today, et cetera, because mm-hmm. of the weather. 
let's take the assumption, which we still don't know yet, because we don't know what kind of temperatures or moisture we're going to get. It could be more than they're uh, forecasting. It could be less. But let's assume it's a little cooler today. So there's the air's a little heavier, and we got that moisture. Okay, it's a little damp. Um, if do you buy into the fact that a uh, some experience around the national, so guys that have seen this golf course play different ways over the years, that's a little bit of an advantage to guys that have seen it play a different way. Because you know Patrick Reed, Mark Leisham, maybe not as much experience around this golf course as say some of the guys behind them. And number two, and maybe I'm looking too deep here into finding a story, but if you want somebody to play catch up. In softer, wet conditions, I don't know if there's a better player on the planet than Rory McIlroy. He could be this generation's Tom Watson when it comes to that type of of weather. Bob, am I looking too deep into that, or is there any credence in that? Yeah, no, I think you've I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think uh, I think Rory is a guy. Let's not forget that the three uh, three three of the four majors that that he won were by, you know, converted touchdowns by eight shots, by six shots, by three shots. So he goes out and pulverizes golf courses in major championships. And, yes, one of them, one of, the eight-shot one was obviously very soft, but it was soft for everybody. So you're right. He, he can kind of get it going and get it rolling and, and make a big move. I, I think the first two rounds, the whole locations have been pretty tough. And, and a lot of the players were suggesting that they were a little, little bit more difficult than, than usual. And I don't know if that was because they were anticipating a wet Saturday, so maybe they want to – protect a little bit um but i think i think you might see a little bit more generosity with the pins today than we've seen the first two days um but it's that to me will will dictate a lot of it as well because these they've just been some pretty pretty slick spots and the greens the guys are saying as well are as fast as they can remember the mike weir said he doesn't remember them being this fast um that that he can remember in the last five or six years anyway so it, it's a golf course that's been on the edge, and it hasn't really allowed, except for a few guys like Leishman and Reed, anyone to kind of get way out there. But uh, but I think that might dictate exactly what we see here today as well. Yeah, I know some of the guys on on the, on Thursday, especially, were saying some of the pins on the first say six holes were in really uh, challenging spots. But Mark, what you were saying to look at guys with experience, guy uh, guys with experience at the Masters, guys who fly it a long way. You know, guys like Bubba Watson, he had a great round yesterday, three under par. Justin Rose has sort of quietly made his way to two under par. He's had a lot of success at this golf course. So guys who fly it a long way off the tee, because we might not see much rollout. Because uh, it's going to play a lot longer because it's presumably going to be a soft golf course. I'm looking at those two. I, I agree, and I think Justin Rose has yet to play his best round of golf yeah. in this championship. And for that matter, I don't think Rory McIlroy's played his best round of golf in this Which championship. Just one scary either. thought. Yes, uh, Bob. Before we let you go, looking forward now, 36. Uh, I know hard to throw predictions out there with so many holes still left to go, but uh, what's your gut telling you right now of what we're going to see? Does the lead come back today? Do you think the lead moves forward? Does it hold fort? If Patrick Reed shoots even par, is he still the leader heading into the weekend? And what name right now do you have that gut feeling that might make the big push today? I, I think the lead will uh, stay pretty close to where it is. It might be go a, a shot or two either way. I don't see anyone getting way out there. But, uh, again, we'll, we'll see what happens with the weather. But I think the two names you're going to see on Sunday down the stretch will be Dustin Johnson and, uh, and Rory McIlroy. I think just those two guys right now um, have more chops than, than the guys at the top of the leaderboard. Take nothing away from Patrick Reed and Mark Leishman. But that's what I'm looking at to, to see what happens. And I guess we'll, we'll figure out. We, we know here that just anything can happen and usually does. So, uh, with our eyes wide open. Before I say goodbye to you, Bob, just real quickly, uh, one last question for you. For Patrick Reed, 
to stay in the hunt, for Patrick Reed to stay in the lead or around the lead, is he got to do something different physically or is it all emotional and mental for Patrick Reed? Because for me, I don't think his ball striking is going to change much. He's pretty cl- pretty much a clutch putter when the heat is on. I think sometimes that emotional energy he gets in team competition is almost too much for him in individual play, and that's why sometimes it doesn't translate. For you, is it more controlling between the ears, or is it something that he needs to do physically moving forward? You hit the nail on the head as far as I'm concerned. I think if he can keep his, uh, himself calm, I think if he can stay patient, um, which is an old, has not always been the case with Patrick. And I think you could see him uh, on the lead on Sunday as well, but it's, it's all going to come down to that emotion. He's hitting the ball very well. He's putting really well. Um, what we saw yesterday, all those birdies, he knows the golf course, feels comfortable. His past record here doesn't show, and in major championships generally, doesn't show uh, a good performance. So maybe this is the time that he's going to finally uh, break out. Bob, thanks for taking the time. Give our best to the guys and have a great day at the National. And uh, I know you're going to be busy, so we'll see you back in studio for our one-hour Masters wrap-up show on Tuesday. And uh, we'll put a bow on this week's uh, first uh, Masters. Uh, Have a good time, and we'll look forward to watching you. Sounds good, guys. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the Masters. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. All right, Bob Weeks, uh, back to efforting for the TSN early round coverage that gets off at 11. And they're going to have some fun because I know that's a tough gig. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been down there the last few years for that gig. Depending on who you have in those feature groups and the golf content that you're being shown through those digital feeds, Mm -hmm. you, you can have some real great coverage and you can have some spot, like dead spots, where it's like, man, you know, we've been sitting here for 20 minutes. And nothing relevant has happened through any of these digital field feeds. Thus, why they're just straight digital fields feeds, not produced television. Having said that, today some great feature groups: Phil Mickelson, Terrell Hatton, and Tiger Woods and Ian Poulter. Maybe some potential Ryder Cup matchups. I'm not saying I'm not projecting that, but you never know. Uh, right, and which is what is great today that we actually have that coverage because we'll have some stuff to uh, really sink our teeth into. Yeah. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah. So. And I will get into winners, we're in what later a little bit more into this because I'm angry. I'm, I'm feeling there's a bit of a rant coming. There might be that, a rant coming. Should we prepare ourselves for this? <laughs> just, you better, do you have a helmet? Did you bring a helmet? I, I didn't bring my goalie helmet, no. I should have, maybe. <laughs> That's what you need to do. You need to get a custom-made goalie mask. I'd love that. In Masters Green oh. with the with the yellow uh, logo on, on the hood. Oh, like How that. good would that be? That'd be in strong. A mas- in in a, a goalie mask. Speaking of strong, i got to say, those green tour bags that TaylorMade rocked out for, these, uh, for the Masters. Awesome. Those are... Sick. So I've been doing some social media wraps every night. I, I saw those. Saw yeah. those. Yeah. And uh, I've got last year's Masters bag in in yeah. that shot. Uh, I love the the, the way Taylor made yeah. does the, the commemorative bags for each major. Uh-huh. The red, white, and blue for the U.S. Open. One of my favorites, uh, which kind of went almost unnoticed, was the bright yellow one. That, the the scoreboard of the Open, the open Championship is really cool. so cool. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't make the connection. I think was the problem where it's so easy to make the connection on the Masters and the U.S. Open bag. Yeah. But I think a lot of people yes. didn't make the connection on the, on the open scoreboard. So cool. That was so. great. That was awesome. When I go, so maybe, you know, if you want, Skull, when we oh. do the uh, Canadian Open qualifier May 17th, Ooh. maybe we drag out the retro open bag. Yeah, let's but get the then, tour bag. But then the head covers won't match. We need the, well, oh, the, yeah. the current head cover. You've, you've got to, you know, as long as you look good, you'll feel right. good. I want to look like a pro tour player when yeah. I shoot 81. Yeah. I want that, yeah. I want that look. And let, let's pack about six to eight bricks in there too. Oh uh, yeah, you're I'll, getting I'll, a workout. I'll, I'll, I'll get my deadlifts in beforehand. <laughs> 
you know. <laughs> All right. Sets. On the other side, we'll wrap up hour one. We'll get you caught up on 20 weeks of TaylorMade Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway. And we'll look forward to hour two of Golf Talk Canada, where we'll hear from some of our leaders and notables on the leaderboard here in the first major of the year. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC Zacchino and Scully in studio. We just said goodbye to Mr. Weeks. I'm just complaining as well. You know, the Masters is supposed to be Canadians' opening of spring. Yeah. It means our golf courses are starting to open. Barbecue season. Outdoor drinking. Because outdoor drinking is Patio better season. than indoor drinking. It is. Yes. Anything outdoors is better. Yes, absolutely. And here we are still, I think pretty much the entire country. So regardless if you're listening to us in Victoria, Vancouver, Edmonton, Winnipeg, etc., etc., Montreal, it's bloody freezing out. Well, on Thursday, there was snow on the ground, and it's a tradition unlike no other. <sighs> snow on the ground on Thursday in Toronto of the Masters. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I put that out on Instagram, and I actually I got a few responses. It's brutal, Scott. And here's the worst part. I don't think we're close. Now, it could be <sighs> wrong, but I got the feeling we're a month out. Wow. Like, I don't... Th- Listen, I'm not saying you won't golf. Yeah. You're going to golf. Especially, I'm, let me talk Ontario terms, oh, yeah. and I apologize oh. <laughs> in advance for the rest of you listening coast to coast. I understand that the country is much bigger than Ontario, so I get that. Right. But my personal experience is here in Ontario. I think you'll be golfing, but I don't think you'll actually be golfing in weather that feels like golf for another month. Well, remember last year how cold it was into May? Right to the May long weekend. And, and we couldn't we couldn't play in the U.S. Open. Court. Well, that's it. it but too there's too cold. cold. I would have been in a wheelchair. Yeah. Now this year, if we get that uh, temperature in the Canadian Open qualifier, I can play because my back's good. Mm. Like no matter what the weather, we can go this year. You had the you, you had the spinal fusion surgery. And I had the yeah. spinal fusion <laughs> surgery, and I had the frontal lobotomy, which was key. <laughs> the frontal lobotomy really kind of opens up a lot of things. Now, anyway, twenty <laughs> weeks of TaylorMade, Scully. It starts this. Yes. Wednesday on our yes. one-hour Masters wrap-up show. Golf Talk Canada Television is one hours one hour long this week. Way more one-hour shows on GTC TV. And this is our Masters recap show. We're going to put a bow on what was the first major of the year and hopefully an epic Sunday as we're all heading to oh, an yeah. epic Sunday. And we're going to give away close to $20,000 worth of tailor-made product over 20 weeks starting this week. Okay. The only way you can win is if you enter. It's for free. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is Golf Talk Canada TV and Radio. So just hit the subscribe button. It's free. It's full of great content as well. And you'll have your chance at close to $20,000 worth of tailor-made product, including the grand prize, a full through-the-bag set of tailor-made from top to bottom, tour experience as well with the fitting, and a Stewart X9 electric trolley from Stewart Golf. That grand prize alone 
is $8,000. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> that is unreal. So just subscribe. It's so easy. It's so easy. The only way you can win, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Golf Talk Canada TV and Radio. And it gets going this Wednesday on yeah. Golf Talk Canada Television. Also, we are a month away from the Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway. Every week we're going to do a Muskoka Bay trivia question. And I think we got to talk about this, but I'm thinking... We might open the phone lines every week. Wow. And do a trivia. Wow. Because down deep, I kind of always wanted to be a rock star, never actually a golf commentator or professional golfer. Are you saying you're not a rock star right now? Not only in certain bars in Scarborough, oh. I would suggest. And those oh. days are well beyond wow. behind me, wow. you know. So number two on my list of dream jobs behind lead singer of a glam rock 80s band was game show host. Really? I wanted oh, to, yes. So I could talk like this. This is the game show of the century here. Hi, how are you? <laughs> so every week, so I can fulfill a childhood dream of being a game host, we're going to open the phone lines and do Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway <laughs> Trivia. You've got the broadcaster voice down pat. We'll do it. We're wow. going to do it every week. Like every that. week we're going to give away a free green fee at the Muskoka Bay Club. Think about that. Free golf every week throughout the summer starting May 19th on Golf Talk Canada Radio. That, my friend, and, and Muskoka Bay, come on. Hmm? What a golf Top course. Top ten courses in the country. Oh, just so there you just go. a beautiful place to play golf. And the only way you can win, calling in the GTC, we'll have to come up with a Zucchino alter ego oh, wow. as a game show host. we got to come up like a real, like, you know, like some of the great game show host names of all time. Wink Martindale is a great name. Oh, great that name. Was, you know, and we can do uh, like Richard Dawson, who like kissed everybody on the original Family Feud. So we need like a Mark game show name, like Wink. Wink. I'm going to steal Wink because I, like I just I like that. Wink. Maybe, Daw- what about Wink Dawson? We'll just combine wow, the two. That's that, that's bold. <laughs> Maybe our friends on Twitter can send us some tweets. Yes. With okay. some suggestions. Here we go. Suggestion. Good call. Thank you. So tweet. Uh, Z-Man GTCTSN or tweet at Golf Talk Canada. So at Golf Talk Canada or at Z-Man TSN GTC, hit us up on Twitter and let us know. Give me some ideas for like a real obnoxious golf game show host name so that we can start giving away. Actually, why don't we do this? Why don't we give away right now? Before we even start, we're going to give away a free green fee at Muskoka Bay right now. Right now. For the person who comes up with the winning name. So if you can hit us up on Twitter over the next three weeks at Golf.Canada or at Z-Man GTCTSN with the best game show handle for Mark Zucchino, whoever we select skulls is going to get a free green fee at Muskoka Bay. You are the winner. I, I can't wait. This is <laughs> Tell them what they've won, Adam. <laughs> All right. On the other side, winners weird and what? We'll hear from notables and leaders at the Masters, and we'll put a bow on the first 36 and look forward to the next 36 at this year's Masters. Thank you so much for listening. For those of you who are tuning out on terrestrial channels coast to coast, for those channels staying with us, 60 more minutes coming up if you're listening online on TSN, the iHeartRadio app. Or if you're just yelling outside your window, give me more GTC. we got 60 minutes coming up. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada.
for blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. We're already getting hit up with some... Uh... <laughs> Trip the driver Tanahan is what that's pretty good. The driver in quotation. I'm trip the driver. That is from Lanky Lightfoot at Lanky Lightfoot. That's a great name too. We've got. I might just take his. (laughs) I might just take his Twitter handle. Oh my god, that is funny. Uh, okay, hour two GTC. I'm getting sidetracked. We're having too much fun, Smelly. We are. It is Master Saturday. It's way too much fun. Exactly. I now my plan this afternoon is to strap myself into my chair and not move for seven to eight hours. Now, we must mention that today is, is a special day for you. Oh, well, I don't know as, if it's too as special. You turn 29 I, years old today. <laughs> yeah, 29. Wow. Thank you, Scully. Yeah. Thank you. Not 29. Happy birthday, Mark. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know what? It is fun having the, uh, a birthday on Masters. You can just say, what are you doing? Watching the Masters yeah. on my birthday. Yeah, but I, yeah. So, all right. Our favorite time of the show. It is. Yeah. Our favorite time of the show. It's winners weird or what? It's three dub and skulls. You have the tea, sir. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know. I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. Look, it went further than your ball. Always love that. My winner this week, Fred Couples. Another made cut for Fred Couples. Isn't that just unbelievable? It's ridiculous. It's it, it just crazy. it just keeps. But we say this every year. Like you know that Couples somehow is going to make the cut. And for that matter, there's some other like Bernard Longer made the cut. Yeah, oh, you know. But it's like Fred Couples. It's clockwork. I, I believe yesterday broke the record for most cuts made at Augusta. Well, so he's 58 years old. He made his seventh cut in the Masters in his 50s. Just in his 50s. Just in his 50s. That's crazy. And each of the previous six times, he finished in the top 20. Wow. That is unbelievable. And yesterday watching, he was in one of the feature groups we mentioned earlier, and he looked like he was visibly in pain, especially for the first couple holes. He's had a rough year for health. Lots of deep sighs, lots of, like, he just looked very uncomfortable. So good to see him make the cut. And uh, Freddie, just Freddie being the coolest guy. So sure. cool. Unbelievable. That's the way he is. My weird this week, this whole Tony Finau situation. <laughs> First of all, you get a hole in one, and you decide to go for the 20-yard sprint forward. <laughs> you jump up and down, maybe. I, it's, it was a weird... Weird the, celebration. It was strange. It was like a 92-yard shot. It was. This is not a hole in one no. at, you know... Uh, number ten at Riviera with a driver in your hand. Right. Okay, right. this, is, this right. is a like these are the best players in the world. They dunk a lot of sandwiches yeah. and lob wedges from ninety two yeah. yards. It was a little over the top. It, it no. was. It was. But I mean, good on him to pop his ankle back into place, <laughs> oh. which just looked disgusting. It was disgusting. But now he's playing golf. He's contending in the Masters with a high ankle sprain. To put this in comparison, Jack Eichel of the Buffalo Sabers missed six to eight weeks. 
with a high ankle sprain. Really? Same thing with Marc-Andre Fleury when he played for the Pittsburgh Penguins a couple of years ago. And Tony Finau is playing in the Masters, one of the most undulating golf courses on the planet, with uneven lies all over the place. I don't know how we still stand. Well, that's funny you bring that up because uh, doing radio hits for Masters coverage this week, people obviously asked me on Thursday about the Finau story. And I said... Walking Augusta National is an achievement, never yeah. mind playing. Yeah. Like to walk after a dislocated ankle, that golf course, forget it. And I don't, you don't, you don't, you know how much people underestimate the athleticism of swinging a golf club 115, uh-huh. 120 miles an hour. There's tons of athleticism. And if you noticed, Tony Finau, especially on Thursday, oh, yeah. was flat footed through impact, 100%. taking pressure off his left, his lead ankle, his left ankle, yeah. to be able to make that adjustment and then shoot the round of golf he did. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. He, you know Chris McKee, who does I our do, social yeah, media? Great guy. Chris, Chris, I forget the guy's name now. He brought up the kicker. Remember the kicker on the celebration? Oh, oh yeah. my God. And he was like jumping up and down. And, and he, oh, Grammatica? Killed. Sorry, what was the first name? Martin Grammatica. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. And, thanks, Chris. And and so another Chris. So apparently Chris's, all Chris's Everywhere. in general love kickers. Yeah. In, in <laughs> yeah. But that's what it felt like. That awkward celebration that goes sideways. That was that was and and yeah, just to shoot four under par on Thursday with a missed what two footer on uh, on seventeen. That was yeah, that was ugly. That was crazy. My what this week? I, I got to give some uh, what a tweet here for Patton Kazire. The guy goes seventy six, seventy six. Doesn't have the greatest of masters ever, and he posts a gif. On, on Twitter, it says, my first Masters, and it's a guy swinging a club, missing it, and falling into the water. <laughs> it is great stuff. Go on Twitter and, and search at P. Kazire. Guy didn't have the greatest Masters ever, but has a nice sense of humor. With that, Mark, the tea is now yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, Skulls, my winner this week is something you alluded to off the top of the show, and thus I didn't want to go too deep with it because it was also something that was so good, I thought, that it landed in my winner. The second shot on 15 of Mark Leishman, if he goes on to win this championship, we will look at the second shot on Friday afternoon after the double he made on Thursday that you alluded to. That approach shot, you can't, like... It's so hard. TV does not do it justice. He has to bend that approach shot from, what, 220, 210. It's like a 30, 40-yard hook. Then it has to land greenside and coming in on a 30, 40-yard hook. Holding any green in the world is an accomplishment. Holding the 15th green at Augusta with a 30, 40-yard hook is incredible. Mm -hmm. It just gathers the front edge. Just lands soft enough to get enough right-to-left spin, funnels it down the slope to five feet, and makes an eagle. It's the best shot I have seen at Augusta. Since Phil hit the six iron from the pine straw on 13 on his way to his third green jacket. That's how good that shot was from Mark Leishman. It was certainly a wow factor. And they're saying in the broadcast, as you were saying, you know, a 40 yard hook, basically. And who knows? That could be the TSN turning point of his tournament. Well, I'm going to say, if he goes on to win this golf championship, and you got to remember, uh, he had obviously some negative thoughts pr- from the previous day. Mm hmm. He and a whole bunch of other players in the field that we'll get to in my weird saw sand wedges on third third approaches backing up off that green. So just because you lay up on 15 doesn't make it a gimme with the sand wedge, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's in the back of his head. But still, to take on that shot 
at that early in a golf tournament when you don't have to. I understand if you're two back with four holes left on Sunday and you're trying to, I hit the shot. Mm There's not a player on the planet that would think about hitting that shot on a Friday other than maybe Phil Mickelson, who, you know, it's in his repertoire to do things that are insane. That was insane, but incredible to pull Mm, that off. Unreal. Now, on the flip side of that coin, (laughs) another level of insanity, my doppelganger, my boy. Yes. Who we didn't bring up in shocks off the top, biggest surprises, but Sergio Garcia tying the record for the largest score ever recorded at a Masters, doing it on the 15th hole. Okay, as that was unraveling, for those of you who didn't see it, I know anybody listening to us, listens to this show, has seen this a million times, so I don't have to describe it, but the constant sandwiches into the water on 15 with his approach. Uh, what were you thinking when this was going on? How, how shocked were you to see this go down? And was it, do you think it was heroic to keep trying to hit that shot or stupidity to keep trying to hit that shot? And what about the aftermath with Rich Lerner and his oh, wife, Angela? Oh, oh. For those of you who don't know, Rich Lerner said something in the live at the Masters coverage after the fact. It was on Twitter, too. It was also on Twitter. He said, I I guess, you know, uh, Angela and Sergio named their child, child, their first child, Azalea, after the 13th hole at Augusta. And uh, Rich said, I guess their second child won't be named Firethorn, which is the name of the 15th hole. Angela uh, got her back up about it, did not find it funny, and attacked Rich or went back at Rich on social media. Rich apologized, yada, yada. What, what did you think about the whole situation, Skull? I thought a Tin Cup. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought they were shooting the Spanish sequel to Tin Cup. <laughs> El Tin Capo. Okay, is what I thought. Yeah, was. But it, it, was cr- it was just shocking. And, you know, for the last couple, I thought, how many balls does, did the caddy pack? Well, like, well, that's what you t- you yeah, texted me. Yeah, I texted you guys, and and we were talking about what your what your winner weird and what was going to be. And I said his caddy should be the winner for packing enough golf balls. Yeah, like absolutely insane. <laughs> like, just imagine if if he's on the fifteenth hole. Oh, no more balls. Like, what, what do you do? Is he just want to go home and be with the family? Was that yeah. just the easiest way of yeah. calling it a week? Yeah. I don't know. And I, I don't blame him. I mean, he shot seventy eight yesterday. He clearly, oh, he just didn't have it. Just but. doesn't want to be there. No. Maybe it's just too much, too soon. You know, great on Sergio. He's playing with house money the rest of his mm. career. But that was ugly to watch. It was a touch of class, though. He didn't, you know, spit in the cup. No. Nope. Do things he's done. He didn't throw any clubs. No. Nope. And he followed it up with a birdie on <laughs> that 16. was thirteen two. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thirteen two. Okay, my what this week. Uh, thank God for early round coverage on TSN of, of the Masters. And thank God for you know, all the other live at from the Masters we get on Golf Channel and digital stuff on TSN.c. We've got a lot of Masters content, and thank God for it. But what are we doing? This is 2018, okay? It's 2018. And I've got Tiger Woods teeing off around 10.30, 10.40 in the morning. i got all these great names. but you know, And I'm sitting there waiting for the Masters broadcast to come on until 3 o'clock. It's absolutely ridiculous that we're still waiting. I know social media lights up on this all the time. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know what, their pro, what the problem is at Augusta National. I have no idea, but it, it's enough. It's enough is enough now. Uh, even this year with the Pro Tracer, it was my winner this week on TV that right. Pro Tracer technology – was going to finally be used at Augusta, which was great. Why are we limiting it to, limiting it to five holes? 
Mm-hmm. You know why? Why? Why are we these like these little weird teasing? Like this? This is like I don't understand the concept or the theory behind this. The whole less is more thing. Less is not more with the Masters, obviously. Because look at what every other media outlet around the world associated with the Masters, TSN and CTV in Canada, Golf Channel in the U.S. and CBS, ESPN in the U.S. as well, you know, BBC, any international. Look at the amount of content that we are producing around this golf tournament. And that tells you that less is not more, that people want to see the whole broadcast. We kicked off Masters Week on TSN a week ago in this chair. Yeah. yeah. Get over it. Mm-hmm. It's driving me nuts. When are we going to see all 18 holes, all four days, full broadcast? When is it going to happen? And I'll tell you something. There's not a golf tournament built better on the planet to show all, t- all 18 holes for four days in the Masters. We got 86 players in the field. We don't use split tees. We use the first tee so you can watch a, a, a match, a grouping, from 1 to 18 every day. This is built for TV. It's built for seven hours, eight hours of a live broadcast. Makes zero sense. Please, somebody at Augusta, please, let's change this. Absolutely. You know, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and you look at some comparisons, or one comparison in particular, one when NBC and Golf Channel, they've taken over the Open Championship, their coverage uh, is 14 and a half, uh, is 1.30 a.m. Eastern this past year until 4 p.m. Eastern. I knew because I was here at 1 a.m. Right. doing it. Right. That's a perfect example. Yeah. And you know what? With all due respect to the U.S. Open, with all due respect, people who are born in the U.S., you'll get half of them that say the most important major championship is the Masters, and the other half will say it's the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. With players born in Europe, you'll have half those people in Europe say the Open Championship is the most important, and the other half say the Masters is the most important. Nowhere will you get the answer of the PGA Championship, with all due respect. Collectively around the world, the Masters is the most important. So if you've got half of the Europe, half of U.S., and the rest of the planet telling you that the Masters is the number one golf championship in the world, and it has one-third the live broadcast of the U.S. Open and Open Championship, please, 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 please. <sighs> All right. Into your nose out there. I need to have a break. Yeah. I can't do this. No. I'm, I'm not, you know what? I'm visually upset yeah, right you now. You are. Yeah. I am visually upset. It's Master Saturday. It's your 29th birthday. It's my 29th birthday. Yeah. It's Master Saturday. I haven't had a drink in three weeks. I've been on this diet as well. Yeah, and yeah. I might have to break that today I, I, for I, my birthday. I don't recognize you. I haven't had a cocktail. I, I just, it, No. Okay, you know what? I'm going to take a break, Skull, because we're going to hear from Tiger. We are. uh, Coming up next, and we'll hear his thoughts on what has transpired over the first 36 holes. And and I'm going to regroup, settle down, and try to get this back on a positive track because no one wants to hear me complain and whine on a Saturday morning. All right. This is GTC Tiger next as we count down to the third round of the Masters. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. 
premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbreakgolf.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Before we hear uh, from Tiger Woods on his thoughts on the first 36 and his anticipation on what he might need to do over the weekend here as we get set for third round of the Masters. Zakino in studio with Scully. And early in the show, we announced that uh, we're going to have the, well, we didn't announce, we re-announced that the Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway. And we're going to do it in trivia form starting May 19th. And I uh, we reach out to the Twitter universe to give me a handle on what my game show host handle should be. So far for me, this one's in the lead, and keep them coming because they're hilarious. But uh, Mr. Woodson, too, you're in the lead right now. Stan Albatross. Hi, Stan Albatross, the Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway. The question is. That's pretty good. Or Scooter Yips McDuff. Scooter Yips McDuff. That's a good one. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, It's a pretty strong one. Albert B. Tross. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Johnny, give me par butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, give me par butcher. <laughs> oh, there are some good ones. So keep them coming. We're having some fun with it. And eventually we'll pick one mm-hmm. and the winner will get a free round of golf at Muskoka Bay. Okay. Tiger Woods, Scully, you and I both very surprised at Mr. Woods and also very surprised at uh, Mr. Mickelson and yes. their performance. Yes. Tiger Woods, one shot better than Phil over 36 holes. Woods opens with a 73 and follows it with a 75. He'll go out early today alongside Ian Poulter at 1040 in the morning and maybe this will fire up Tiger because no one wants to get beat by Ian Poulter anywhere at any time Mm -hmm. and they'll be in our feature group coverage on the early uh, TSN coverage this morning so looking forward to that. Let's hear from Tiger Woods. Didn't control my distance, my shape. Spins, left myself in the bad spots. The only good iron shot I really hit today all day was at four. And the wind laid down, I hit over the fifth tee. Um, this kind of sums up the whole day. And a lot of beautiful putts and didn't make anything. Put it in perspective, six months ago, I didn't know if I'd be playing in golf. And, you know, forget playing at the tour level. I didn't know if I'd be able to play again. Um, but it's incredible just to have the opportunity again, just to be able to come out here and play this golf course now. I know I'm, I'm on the weekend, um, even though I'm a lot behind. Uh, if I play a special weekend, shoot two rounds in the mid-60s, uh, you never know. All right, if it wasn't Tiger Woods, he's a 1,000% right. If, it's, if his name isn't Tiger Woods, this is where everybody's standing up and applauding because six months ago we never knew, ne- didn't know if he was going to play golf again. I, I was the one that came out and said, I think we're going to get an announcement on a retirement at some point in 2018. Right. But after a 12 at Honda, a, a second at the Valspar, and a five at Bay Hill, and your name's Tiger Woods, this is a huge disappointment. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a disappointment thus far. I'll say I thought on Thursday he didn't play that bad. He just couldn't capitalize on the par fives. He had a lot of putts, especially on Thursday, that were above the hole. You know, those 20-foot sidewinders that are just very hard putts to make. Friday was a little more bizarre to me. He nuked a couple shots, 20 yards over the green on four. On five, he was in a bush. That shot in the bush, what I was the most surprised about, there was a cameraman standing inside the bushes. Waiting for that. 
How is there a camera guy in there just waiting? That's what Only I was at Augusta. Yeah, but Ty, you know, he came back. He birdied 13 and 15. So he got a couple birdies in the par fives. Which is finally, because that w- those were his first two birdies on par fives this week. Mm-hmm. Which which is because cr- Patrick Reed has birdied all eight of the par fives, the only player in the field to do so. And if you look, regardless of who you are, a lot, regardless if you're Mike Weir or Zach Johnson or Trevor Immelman and you took care of the par fives with your wedge play, yeah. or your Bubba Watson, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, if you're going to win the Masters, you need to be in the top five in par five scoring. Yeah. And this story, hands down. Mm-hmm. Not happening, right? It's not happening thus far, and 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 you know he's he hasn't put the ball in the right spots on the green to, to make putts. So we'll see how he is today with this iffy weather that is probably already started to come in at Augusta. Uh, he's playing with Ian Poulter. There's been some stuff in the past of them not liking each other too much. So mm, surprise, yeah, shocking. So maybe we'll see a bit of a you know rivalry. You know, who knows with with the new softer, kinder Tiger? Uh, but it'll be exciting to watch nonetheless. And before we go to break, I'm calling out all those people on social media, a lot of them friends of mine, Uh who crapped on Poulter for the last 20 years, 15 years, and then all of a sudden last week are rah-rah Ian Poulter, (laughs) way to go. Give me a break. All right, give me a break. He's what? We're cheering him on now, okay? That you know, like to me, there is a. I loved what Patrick. I'm not a huge Patrick Reed fan, but I love what Reed and 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 McElroy did at the Ryder Cup last because although they were in each other's face, they also gave each other a pat on the back, and it was all about going toe to toe. It was mm-hmm. awesome. We've never seen that for me and Poulter. It's just in your face. It's never the respect at the same time, and that's the difference, and that's the problem. Yeah, and and Ian Poulter's got that Medina putter back. Medina putter. Put that thing. Over my knee if he and, doesn't watch himself. Yeah, and, and who knows? Maybe we'll see the Poulter crazy eyes. Yeah, I'm going to lose my job at PJ Tour Radio. I'm going to be in the field <laughs> calling Poulter one day at PJ Tour Radio, and that Medina putter is going to go over the Zucchino right knee, is what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, on the other side, we're going to hear from Reed, McElroy, Spieth, more of GTC as we count down to the third round of the Masters. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Move-in day at Augusta. It's going to be a wet one. It's going to be an interesting one. This man sits on top of the leaderboard at nine under par. Along with the names, probably Matt Kuchar, Ricky Fowler. You got to think Patrick Reed's right there on the list of better players, best players mm-hmm. to not have a major title, especially considering his international record, Scully. It's surprising that his first top 10 in a major was last year's PGA Championship. That's one shocking stat. It is very shocking. And he has not had the success like, you, like that outlines of a Ricky Fowler and a Kuchar mm-hmm. without. He hasn't had the close calls that yep. those guys have had. Is this weekend going to be a win or a close call? Let's hear from our leader, Patrick Reed. Backing up an opening round 69 with a sparkling 66 on Friday when conditions were considerably tougher. What went best today, Patrick? 
No, really. Yeah, I just kind of kept myself out of trouble and uh, allowed my putter to kind of do the work. And, you know, it was just one of those days I didn't really feel like I hit the iron shots as well as I did yesterday, but I put it in the right spot. So I was able to be aggressive with the putter. And anytime you can be aggressive around here with your flat stick, it's always going to be pretty nice. Your last two Masters appearances, don't cringe here. You're 21 over. Here, you, you, you card two rounds sub 70. What changed? You know, I really just got a lot more comfortable with the golf course, you know, throughout the different years. And, uh, you know, with those poor rounds, you're able to see, even though you might feel like you hit quality golf shots, you're not leaving yourself in the right spots. Yeah. So you're playing really defensive. And, uh, you know, that's been key this week that, you know, I'm just kind of keeping myself in areas where even if I miss greens, I can get it up and down. And, you know, on the on the spots where I put myself where, where it's not great, I'm accepting that if I hit a chip shot, you know, I have to make like an eight-footer rather than trying to hit that miracle chip shot that you could pull it off to four feet or you could hit it in the water or you're chipping again. Hey, very well done, and we appreciate the time. Good luck to you. Thanks, bud. It seems like more patience and a calmer Patrick Reed mm-hmm. has found himself atop the leaderboard. He'll go out in the final group, 230, with Mark Leishman with that two-shot lead over the lone second place, Mark Leishman. Now, big names in the hunt, both at foreigner par, Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth playing for redemption of what happened a few years ago. Yeah. And Rory McIlroy playing for something that he will play for this week. Phil Mickelson will play for it at Shinnecock at the U.S. Open, and Jordan Spieth will play for it at the PGA Championship. We will th- see three opportunities this year of players trying to complete a career Grand Slam. Rory has had a few kicks at this can, and it has not happened, but he is in the best position he's been in possibly ever to complete this career Grand Slam, and he sits at four under par and only five shots back with 36 holes to go. He's played exceptionally well. Let's hear from Rory McIlroy. 71 today, you don't seem too satisfied. You feel like you left some things out there despite how hard the conditions were. Why? Yeah, I mean, I look, I, I was, I guess, one over for the front nine. So to, to shoot two under on the back, I, I would have taken that on the 10th tee. But yeah. um, the way I played on the way in, I felt like I hit some good golf shots. I gave myself putts uh, for birdies. I, I think just the, the, you know, I feel like I left a couple out there on 17 and 18. I had two good putts that didn't go in. They just both missed on the top side. So I feel like I could have shot something in the 60s, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with, with how I played. Sometimes folks expect wind to have to blow 20 or 25 or more than that to affect. How is it different here in terms of challenging your shot making? It's just, it's so tricky to, you know, the wind should be basically south southwest today um, but every single hole you get on it's coming from a different direction or you know so we're really having to you know be real aware of what it's doing I you know with the wind here I, I just wait until I feel where the wind should be and then I hit my shot um, you know you just really have to trust where it is and you know it swirls in these in these big tall trees and um, you know if you can get the wind right on every hole you're doing okay in a very strong position after 36 holes appreciate the time Rory thank you uh, Rory, speaking to what I was talking about earlier in the show, uh, what I laid out to you and Bob about experience around Augusta mm-hmm. National. Obviously, if it gets wet, Rory uh, uh, is always a favorite if it's wet. But seeing different winds, seeing this golf course in different ways, a 50-mile-per-hour win at Augusta is as equal to a 25-30 mile-per-hour win anywhere else because it's so tricky. You can stand on the 12th tee, feel the wind on your back, look directly to your left, 
and the flag at 11 can be going in the opposite direction. What do you believe? What can you trust? Absolutely. O- only experience, Scully, mm-hmm. can give, mm-hmm. you, give you the confidence to pull the trigger there. And Absolutely. And, and you know, for Rory... His success is all but his putter in my perspective, and he looks so much more comfortable with the putter. He doesn't look rigid. He doesn't look too technical. It looks like he's just free-swinging it, really, and, and he's putted really well. Uh, yes, he's missed some putts because he, he always has a lot of opportunities to make birdies because he hits the ball so damn well. So uh, he, he's a guy, if, if his putter can heat up, He's he's going to be even though he's five shots off the lead, he'll still be tough to beat. If if he lights up the putter, look out! I still think Rory's best round is ahead of him. Now, Jordan Spieth, his 2018 Masters to me summarizes his entire career at Augusta: either <laughs> dominant or lost in the wilderness. On Thursday, he looked like he was going to march potentially wire to wire for his second green jacket and fourth career major. And then on Friday, he hits the ball like a 12 handicap. The putter can't save him, and he falls back. Regardless of that. He's probably played his best round of the week. He's probably also played his worst mm-hmm. round of the week. Mm-hmm. Four under par alongside Rory McIlroy. Let's hear from Jordan Spieth. Alongside Jordan Spieth, we were chatting just a minute ago about what the greater difference was, the conditions today or your game. Uh, you said a little bit of both. Explain each. Yeah, it was. Um, we got lucky in the afternoon yesterday. It was beautiful. There wasn't much wind. Uh, and then, you know, I just hit two really bad drives off my first two holes. So other than that, I actually played some really solid golf today. It was just, uh, you know, two swings early in the round and then pretty good fight back on the back nine. Seeing what the forecast is, you're very experienced here. What will the strategy be given your position right now after 36? I think we just have to kind of see what the first, uh, you know, up until we tee off tomorrow looks like. I'll actually get a pretty good gauge uh, off of what yeah. players in front will be doing, be able to watch a little yeah. bit of the coverage. That's kind of the norm for me on the weekend out here. So um, I think we might catch a good break being way late in the afternoon. And if we can get out there and and uh, have some softer conditions, it could be scorable. But there's there's higher winds forecasted as well. Appreciate the time always, Jordan. Thanks, Tom. Jordan playing alongside world number one, Dustin Johnson, in an all-star group at 210. We're going to take our final break. We're going to come back on the other side. Final thoughts on the Masters from Scully on myself, what we anticipate transpiring, who we like, and who we think might fade. Coming up next as we count down to the third round, moving day at the National. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas. Geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up today's show. Flown by. Flew by as we're counting down to moving day at the Masters. 
and keep those handles coming for my game show name <laughs> at Z at Z Man GTCTSN and at Golf Talk Canada. We pick your name as my game show host name for the Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway. You'll get a free round of golf at Muskoka Bay. All right, Scully, you found an interesting stat. I did to back up our gut. Yes. It says kind of two's the number. We may move to one under just because of some of the names, but in our mind, two seems to be. We don't want to go further down than two under par to say who's potentially still in this. What do you got for us? The largest 36-hole deficit ever overcome to win the Masters is eight shots by Jack Burke Jr. in 1956. Which would equal one under par. So anyone in the, the red, moment. as we said before. Anyone in the red, which is what we said off the top. Yep. And like I said, and that's the greatest of all time. Which even also strengthens our belief that two's probably a safer number mm-hmm. to be at right now. Also, some of those names at two, you know, Justin Rose, who you and I both loved, yeah. is there at two. Yeah. You know, there's Bubba Watson, Ricky Fowler, there's a bunch of Justin Thomas goes, I believe, that moves to the three yeah. crowd, and then Spieth, and then Rory. Okay. What do we like? I, I You know, I, I'm not... I like Rory. Uh, I'm not trying to disregard Patrick Reed and Mark Leishman. I think they're great players. I think I, I don't see them backing up too much. Maybe a little backup. Mm-hmm. I think the number could move. I'm with Bob. The number could move one or two in either direction. It isn't going to move past 11, and it isn't going to move below seven. Yeah. So I think the lead is somewhere between seven under and 11 under, and more than likely closer to nine and 10 under yeah. by the end of the day. That's where my gut thinks. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, I think Rory makes a move. I don't know if he's in the lead, but I think the gap is not five. The gap is two mm-hmm. by the time the day's out for Rory. Uh, I think his best golf is still in front of him. I expect Spieth to ha- have a bounce-back date. Look out for Justin Thomas. Look out for Justin Rose and Bubba Watson. Who do you think makes the big push? Who don't you like? Who do you think out of the names disappears? Give me both sides. So first of all, I, I like someone who's going to be steady in in this sort of weather and, and, and just stay the course. And a guy... For me, that's Matt Kuchar. For someone who can play well in the weather and st- and climb the leaderboard, and John Rahm to me is the same thing. John Rahm, the the, the there's a plus side, at the pro and con. The con with him, he's a very he's a very aggressive putter, and at Augusta, it's hard to putt aggressively mm-hmm. if you don't hit the middle of the hole. You better like eight footers coming back. Yeah, or have bowl exactly putts coming back. Uh, so so those are two guys I'm really looking at. Um, Jordan Spieth, he's he loves this golf course so much. But as we mentioned uh, in the last segment, some of his shots he yesterday were just plain bizarre. That shot he hit on the first, that his first tee shot was a block slice. It's awful, and and uh, and it's the miss I've been yelling yeah. at for three years, yeah. right? Yeah, and he won the British the week to the right, right? Yeah. He won the British Open still with that miss mm-hmm. because he's so strong between the years. He was able to flip the yeah. switch on the fourteenth tee. Yeah. But for four years, I've been or three years, I've been screaming. And you know, Cameron McCormick is supposed to be one of the greatest teachers in the world, mm-hmm. right? Greatest instructor in the world, mm-hmm. Cameron McCormick. Jordan Spieth, one of the greatest players of this generation, could end up being the best player of this generation. You can't fix that miss still. Well, and on the flip side, literally, his tee shot on 18 on Thursday, he flips that thing over, makes an unbelievable bogey. If, if that could easily have well, been six or seven, pretty darn easily. I. When you can miss it that far right, yeah. Okay, the key to playing great championship golf, and this is what Jack Nicklaus, the greatest major champion of all time, did. He eliminated one side of the golf course. Yeah. He never hit a hook. He never lost the ball left. So he could always play a power fade. He could always line up up the left rough or left side of the fairway, and he knew that ball was going to move a little left to right, and he eliminated the miss, and Jack won 18 majors that way. Mm-hmm. 
But when you have a big miss in the bag, like Jordan has, we're talking an 80, 60 to 80 yeah. yard right miss. Like it's that bad. Mm-hmm. It's driving range at the Open Championship yeah. bad. It's as bad as we saw off the first tee yesterday at Augusta. When and you those get, are the three wood. With too. the three wood, there's always that thought in the back of your head. And sometimes what happens is open compensation, uh, overcompensation, and you bring the other side of the golf course in play, which is what we saw at the 18th hole. On Thursday night, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. so scared of potentially losing this to a part so far right yeah. that it's a smother it hook and a flip, yeah. right? Um, that being said, again, he's got so much guts, yeah. and the putter has seemed to have come around. I still think he somehow finds a way to put a, a score mm-hmm. under par yeah. to, together today. Is it super low? I don't know. I think he's already shot his best round. Yeah. But can he shoot 69 today? I'd be shocked if he didn't, Scully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One guy we haven't mentioned at all today. Henrik Stenson, he has had a history of not being all too spectacular on this golf course, and he's another another guy plays well in the mm-hmm. weather. Uh, we saw his performance in 2016 at the Open in that crazy duel with Phil Nicholson. He's a guy, you know, if, if he can shoot one two under today, he'll be in it on Sunday for sure. Um, his putter has always been his Achilles heel. And he's putted okay so far yeah, this week. That's okay. The reason I have not barely said the name Henrik Stenson mm-hmm. today is you've hit the nail on the head there. And it's not that I don't think he can perform. It's not that I think he's going to have a horrible day or anything like that. I just think his greatest performance in his life was at the Open Championship against Phil, and probably the greatest duel mm-hmm. uh, of this uh, of this century. Mm-hmm. Um, those greens were eight and a half nine. Yeah. Okay, and his style of putting is take the breakout and hit it and hard. Hit it hard. Yeah. And if you remember those putts going in, they were going off the backboard. He was throwing free throws. Yeah. Okay. Um, to your John Rom note, mm-hmm. that will eventually bite you right in where it counts mm-hmm. at Augusta mm-hmm. National. You cannot putt Augusta. You can also not putt out a burned out a burned out U.S. Open right. with that style of putting. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's why suggesting Henrik Stenson has a green jacket in him scares me a little. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's a player in this field that is going to benefit from moisture, it's Henrik. It's Henrik, other than Rory, who yeah. we've already outlined. Yeah. Those are the two guys. If you're looking for players that fly it a ton, mm-hmm. hit it super high, and need moisture, it's going to help Henrik's putting. Mm-hmm. And can I say, in la- <laughs> so in last year's Masters pool, I picked Reed and Stenson. Mm-hmm. They both missed the cut by about right. 42 shots. Yes. So. He's just the wrong year. So Timing's Paul Casey's ever- year is next year. That's right. Timing's say. everything. <laughs> and, uh, and and I said to you this year, I said, you know, this is the year. I never took Reed, but I said, if you're going to make a Reed argument, yep. it's probably this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stenson, we said, was probably at the end of our pool. We said that was the name that jumped out the most. That and Tommy Fleetwood were the two names that weren't selected that shocked us most. Yeah. Just because we thought they could both contend, and Fleetwood will go off with Hadwin at 12.50. So we weren't too far off base, Skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm going to say the lead is 10 under par at the end of the day and 9 under would be more likely than 11 under is going to be what my gut says. How do you feel? I'm going, I think the lead's going to stay at 9. Stay at 9. So you're leaning more towards 9 than you are towards 11. You're Mm -hmm. going to go 9. I'm going to go 10. Yeah. So 11 would be a big shock to you. 10 wouldn't be a big shock. Yeah, if if it gets into 11, then I'd be really shocked. That would just mean that the wind sort of, you know, wasn't as crazy we thought it'd be, and and the the weather, it wasn't, and it was a softer golf course. So we'll see what happens. All right, who wins this Masters? Well, last year I got my predicting right and said uh, Sergio Garcia. 
I still like Justin Rose. I really do. I, I think he's just plotting away. He's going to pick his spots. Back nine on Sunday, he'll be one or two shots off the pace, and he'll shoot four or five under on the back nine. You know, I am I, I feel the same <laughs> way. I know we're crazy because we're talking about a guy who's seven back right yeah. now, but I still feel that Justin Rose is going to make a statement in this championship. Yeah. Whether that statement's enough to win, I don't know, but he will make a statement, mm-hmm. and it will probably start early today in his round. Yeah. And I think Rory McIlroy is going to still have his best round of golf in front of him. Whether it comes today or tomorrow, Rory has not put his lowest round on the board. And one thing with Justin Rose, you know, throughout his career, his putter has been one of his worst attributes of his game. But coming into this Masters, he's 14th in strokes game putting on tour this year. So, who knows? Starting to peak at the right time. Throwing them stats around. Good for you. All right, buddy. I know you have a crazy weekend. You'll be efforting for TSN. Yeah, the early coverage. Yeah, early coverage. So, Enjoy it. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I know you're going to be watching matches. I know I'll be texting you going, can you believe that? Yeah. So let's hope we get the drama that the Masters also always delivers. Uh, TSN, early coverage, 11 a.m. today and tomorrow. And then we hand it off to our uh, partners at CTV for the uh, Mm -hmm. broadcast coverage, the Mm -hmm. CBS feed in the afternoon. Uh, It always delivers. It does. And I am sure this year we'll get the same. And I'll see you in studio this this week week for our one-hour Masters wrap-up. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade kicks off this Wednesday on our one-hour Masters show. The only way you can win $20,000 worth of TaylorMade product and have your chance is subscribe to us on YouTube at Golf Talk Canada TV and Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the Masters. Enjoy what's going to be probably one of the most exciting 36 holes of the season unfolding in just a couple of hours here on TSN. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca.